Good morning and welcome to This Week in Teams, the February edition of, or the January edition of What's New in Teams. Uh, I don't know. Do we call it the February edition because we record it in February or the January edition because it's about January releases, Greg? It was supposed to be the January edition that we record on the last day of January, but they put out the, the issue on January 31st. So it was time for us to record that. Okay. All right. So the January edition, uh, which comes out in February and so be the future of what's new in teams. Uh, so there wasn't a lot new in teams and in fact if you've been paying attention we didn't even release one at the beginning of january for december because there was no article there were no major updates to teams in the month of december and the tradition yeah, kind of continues <laughs> so, like my whole world stopped in the month of december as far as work went um i still did some but there weren't a, a whole lot of people to work with uh, all my customers and whatnot um just yeah. shut down basically after Thanksgiving and we're like, all we want to do is make it to the end of the year and close out projects. We don't, I don't want to do anything, anything new. new. I don't want to deal with anything. <laughs> just I get me to the end of the month. <laughs> just get me there. Let me get through Christmas. And then, yeah. yeah. So then we've started up pretty good now. Like I've had a really good January as far as work goes. Um, a lot of busy stuff. So, so continuing yeah. the month. Uh, continuing from the the previous month's uh, list of very poor amounts of things, there were some really big things, but the number of them is quite tiny. Um, I feel like there are even categories missing from the from the 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 monthly update blog. And I'm going to say that I was uh, so you know I was reading the list, and there were some you know there's announcements there, but. There wasn't anything that jumped out at me as being hugely innovative, um, which is fine. Well, he's going to take. Okay, you 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 ended the word. You ended the sentence with innovative. I agree. Nothing hugely innovative. However, some big end user. Uh, I'm not going to say end user. I'm going to say some big catching up with our competitors features came out. Um, and some things that should have been there from the beginning. For example, uh, press to unmute, uh, a key, uh, a simple keyboard combination, should have always been there. They've had keyboard shortcuts for as long as I can remember now. The fact that there wasn't a keyboard shortcut for mute my microphone, and the only way you could do it is by using a tool like Stream Deck or buying a literal mute button for your desktop. Um, but even that feature release was a miss because it's not a global feature. So you have to be in the team's meeting to use the keyboard shortcut. You can't have that window. You can't be in like a OneNote or something else. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said OneNote because I said, why wouldn't you be in the team's meeting? Why wouldn't you be actively participating and glued to the presenters every word, right? So um. <laughs> you might be the note taker. <laughs> and actually, you might be presenting and need that global unmute. You know, so. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, that was that was that was the miss on that. Um, and if you look at the the article, there were several people that made that comment, and I kind of agree with it. Yes, it would yeah. be very helpful to have the global unmute. It would also be able to just 
be nice if it heard me speaking in like pop the message it says do you want to unmute i think it's doing that now doesn't it Something totally like that. does that now i don't yeah, know if it does it on the web browser that. but it absolutely like every time you talk which is actually amusing when you're not talking to the screen because your kid runs in and you're they're three years old and don't understand the difference between i'm working and i can pay attention to you um yep. so but it, it amuses me whenever that pops up and i'm being talked at uh but yes, it does have that notification. I'm thankful for the notification rather than an automatic unmute because that could be disastrous. Yeah, no, that's so it's an interesting feature. I would like it to take it to that global hotkey, like you said, yeah. um, but but still good. And then there's the custom background on the web, which is helpful um, because sometimes I don't always have access to the team's client and right. I still want a custom background because I my office isn't as clean or as neat as somebody like Jay's or I, I promise um, there are people. areas of the office where it's not clean and neat, but, but <laughs> yes, I very specifically make sure this part is <laughs> I, I'm working on that. So I don't have to use the background, but I still kind of like the background, but that's fair. Um, I, I just gotta, just gotta get it clean, get it working. And I want to be able to use multiple cameras, which will come later, but um, yep. to be yep, yep, yep. ordered. Uh, I mean, go, going completely out of order, multi-camera support is now available in Teams rooms, which is which is nice. Yeah, so that'll be, be that will be good and fun if yep. you just set it right and keep it more interested. Um, so, Andrew, is it Andrew Honeycut? Yeah, and his 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 name is William, but he goes by Andy. Yep, that's why I get confused. Yeah. So he we talked to him a couple of uh, months ago when we were at. Um, SharePoint Fest Chicago, and he showed us his set, and he does a little bit of camera switching around to keep it interesting, um, especially for, you know, doing, like, training and stuff. It's really hard to do it all day and have people pay attention, so he cuts around to different cameras, which is pretty cool. Um, yep. So the ability to do that in Teams Room would be fun, especially if you needed a camera, like, if you wanted to get the, the width of the room instead of the front. Um, so that that would actually be pretty pretty sweet if they you know to see that and, and have that work kind of seamlessly right yep I, I i agree i agree uh also on that custom backgrounds thing the nice thing there just coming back to where we were sorry uh oh. the nice thing about the custom backgrounds thing is that is also available now in government so that rolled out uh custom backgrounds for web that rolled out in government as well as commercial um the another yeah, so thing that was jumping all all over jay and i thought it, the next thing that you were going to jump to was going to so for jumping um the hardware equipment that you can seamlessly work with the hardware equipment so now, now we have um black magic and mm -hmm. working with black magic capabilities black magic makes cameras they make switching devices those kind of things um and aja who also does that similar type of project so products right uh, things to allow you to have better sound better cameras mm -hmm. switching switchers and things like that so they're built we've partnered with them microsoft has partnered with them to get make it easier for producers to create better content um interface directly with the hardware so that that is actually something that i thought was pretty cool too and something um i would like to play with i just am not that good with that hardware yet so um but it it seems cool like and again for somebody like william honeycutt you know that's going to just make his life a lot easier yeah we'll have to bring him on and have him have him talk about about why um 
by the way, if there's anyone out there who wants to sponsor us to get Craig better internet, I would be more than thankful for that. Because your internet fun. has been terrible this morning. Like, you've frozen three times. You 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 look like you're stuttering, but you're really just, your, your internet is is having a hard time getting through and sending the signal. It's weird. I don't know that it's my internet because you're coming through fine. Well, it's usually when you're talking for a long period of time. It, wow. It's like it's well, buffering. Do that. It's it's buffering. That's the phrase. Anyway, speaking about production capabilities, uh, <laughs> that little aside, um, they <laughs> also released, and this is a huge. These next two features tie in together, especially for people who record their teams meetings, like we do. Um, one of them is that there's now isolated audio feeds for NDI. Uh, what that means is, in the past, NDI enables producers to use tools like OBS. Uh, and other things to actually record the meetings and broadcast them live if you want to. Um, and OBS allows you to separate the signals so that Craig's audio and my audio can be separated. So if I start talking over him, the producer can actually mute me completely, and then they don't have to worry about the fact that I like to hear my own voice. Um, Teams has not had that. Teams' competitors has. But this past week or so, uh, they actually released the isolated audio feeds for NDI, and uh, my produ- the producer for my M365 government podcast actually was able to play with that, and it was pretty cool. Uh, it works exactly as expected, and one of the big things, like if you switch scenes, which we don't do very much, uh, but if you switch between scenes, uh, that's one of the areas where you can actually turn the audio on and off as you switch your scenes. So really cool stuff. Connected to that, and this is one that, Craig, you weren't very impressed with, but I was, um, (laughs) is the fact that they basically have a high-fidelity mode. They're calling it music mode, Um, but uh, if you talk to any of the other podcasters out there, like Christian Buckley, who has uh, the MVP chat, or MVP buzz, and a number of other things he does, his complaint has always been Teams audio quality is not as good as some of its competitors. But Microsoft released a music mode, which is supposed to uh, increase the bandwidth support for the high fidelity audio, uh, which when it's available to us, it didn't come to our tenant, (laughs) unfortunately, but when it's available to us, we'll give it a try and see if you notice. Cool. Yes. So it is something that I I think would be cool if I knew anything about it, like um, the sound like you're you're, you know, you're a band guy and sound, obviously you got the music, you got the bass in the background and, you know, music is important to you. And that's an orchestra and, thing, but, but yes, keep going. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> but you probably have a better sound or a better ear for the sound than I do. Um, and know how to control it. Like I said, I would like to be like, I would like to know that and like have like the, the better sound boards and the, the cutting around, but I just, we haven't been able to play with that yet, so we're going to get there. This next uh, one really excited me until Craig told me it did nothing for him. And and I mean, literally, it didn't change anything for him. And what that is, is... I squashed Jay's dream. It was awesome. You really did. Mirror my audio. So I was really... Or my, no, my video. video. I was really <laughs> excited because the mirror my video option makes it so that things like the text and the layout of the room 
are not mirrored. And so right now it's turned on. If I turn it off, it's great because now the words are straight for me. But hey, it was already that way for you. So for the average person, this really isn't going to do anything. And in fact, it's going to confuse you because if I look at my screen, my base is over there. But it's actually over there. And and now it's yeah, just right. so like if I go to turn to my base, my eyes are going to tell me to turn this way. And that's clearly the wrong. But Craig, you had a good use for this. Oh, yeah. So this was more designed for teachers and people who are looking at the board and, and trying to see what other people are seeing when they're looking at them. So they're pointing at the right object. So yep. it, it is helpful if you're doing those kind of demonstrations. Um, and and I, I always I always didn't like it. Like if you uploaded your own picture into a background, the logo and the wording to you was backwards. So then I always thought like jaded is my audience seeing it backwards and I wish I could flip it around so that they could see it better um, which was not the case they were seeing it correctly um, and I and I think I knew that Jay because that was the first I think it was with Ralph um, Ralph Rebus who helps us do M365 Chicago I'm like the first time I uploaded uh, uh, our user group logo was all the words were backwards I'm like well that's stupid he's like well it's fine I'm seeing it right? so, <laughs> okay He's like Teams does that. <laughs> I, I wish I I just wish everyone else could have seen it because it was a little Groucho Marx earlier when we were warming up for the show and I was all excited telling Craig about look at how different this feature is. Isn't it neat how my base is on the other side? And he's like, nothing's changing. Like I don't know what you think you're doing, but nothing is changing. And I'm like, what? So yeah. yeah. So then I had to demonstrate it. Like turn it. I see. This is what happened when I turn it off. He's like turn it off i'm like i did and now i turned it back on <laughs> so yeah so not as big a deal as i thought it was it, again interesting for teachers i'd be curious if you use that feature uh whether you're in education or not let us know i'd be curious to see how you use it because it definitely uh totally was a letdown for me also speaking of letdowns those of you who i'm going totally out of order but it should be in this category those of you who record your meetings, uh, something that you may not be aware of is all of those meeting recordings add up and your company has a limited amount of storage. Uh, now, it's a, a very high amount, um, especially if you have lots and lots of employees, but it's still finite. Uh, and so what Microsoft has done is they've set up an auto deletion policy for managers uh, or admins so that they can... Uh, after 60 days, all of your recordings will get moved to the recycle bin. Now, I say the recycle bin and not deleted because the recycle bin in SharePoint and OneDrive, which is where these recordings are stored now, it's a, it's a three-month or approximately 90, I think it's actually 93-day um, deletion process. Uh, there's a recycle bin, there's a secondary recycle bin, and then there's... What's the third step? It's not a tertiary cycle. It's why is it's it 93 gone. days? Because it's 30 days till it gets removed to the second day, uh, second storage, and then it's 23 to that's 23, 63 days. No, but so, it's anyway, that's pretty terrible. There's a couple days to process, but it's 93 days. 
So long story short, um, I think it if, depends whether it's if videos are important to you, you got to. I, I guess I guess that becomes the question, right? Like if a video is important enough to keep. Where should people keep it, Craig? Stream. There we go. I was wondering. You paused just long enough, and your face is still frozen, which is why I said. <laughs> but you paused just long enough. I was wondering if if I actually put set you up for failure on that one. Yes. So I did. I never really thought about it. Oh well, good job. You. But, you but yeah, if I were if it were important, important, I would take it off of. I would put it someplace that I wanted to keep it. I will have to look into that. Maybe there's a setting for that, like to keep the video or or whatever. Yeah. So so what Microsoft is doing is OneDrive and SharePoint are not meant to be video storage platforms. Uh, clearly, it's where they store the video. And the reason they do that is because it enables you to share it more easily uh, in one-off scenarios. Uh, it enables you to use things like anonymous sharing so you can share it with people outside your tenant. Uh, if that's a setting your company allows, but also because it enables your administrators to do things like creation, uh, create uh, retention and deletion policies to do um, uh, what's prevention, data loss prevention and and to do uh, uh, compliance sensitivity. Yep. So they can do all of these things in OneDrive and SharePoint that they couldn't do in stream. Stream is your video library. If you are intending to keep it, Stream is meant to be a curated video library. It's why they pulled the video recordings out of Stream and put them in your OneDrive. Uh, so a little background for, for our you know everyday users of why Stream exists and how it's different from storing videos in OneDrive and awareness that if a video is important to you, you better talk to your admin about, hey, should I be using Stream for this? This is something I want in posterity, not just for the next three months so good job good explanation thanks we're gonna we're gonna stretch this this 10 things out as long as we possibly can <laughs> i mean realistically though craig that's everything that matters to end users right no you missed one what did i miss and i set you up for it i threw the lob i said sensitivity labels can be used on stream stuff Oh, you're talking about sensitivity label support for for Gov. Yes. See, and I don't think I don't think end users care about that. <laughs> it is a it is an important feature. So so sensitivity label support has been available in commercial for a little while now. Um, it's what connects your teams to your DLP capabilities. Um, and uh, my my coworker Antoine does a really great presentation on on exactly what it means. Uh, but for the everyday user, really what it means is if your admins have decided that a uh, team is of a particular sensitivity, they're going to turn it on and some of your features are going to go away and you're done. So one other one that I think is interesting because now it like, just popped in my head, but transcriptions for one-on-one -on -one calls. Okay. And call recordings for them as well. Yes. So I think it's a more limited use case. Um but I was actually thinking about it because one of my BDRs, uh, business development reps, sent me a recording last week of a phone call that they had with one of the prospects to, because we were going to have a meeting with them. And so we record those calls and I, I can listen to it and, and hear what the cadence was and get a sense for the body language, so to speak, right. uh, before we get on a phone call. And um, 
I think it'll be really useful for them. In fact, I think it's kind of a, a an attack on that market because there's a whole market geared towards uh, people who whose job it is is to make phone calls. Um, and with that, you can record calls, you can transcribe them, you can get um, uh, sentiment analysis, you can share them. And this is the start right down that path, because if I'm in Teams, what better way to share a call recording than in Teams, right? Yes. No, that's that's definitely a good use case. I was thinking more of we're talking and you have a heavier accent or, you know, English sure. isn't your first language. So then I can actually see or I'm hearing impaired. I can actually see the words rather than. Um, rely solely on did I hear Jake correctly and then of course my mind goes to what do I what is that yep because um it the transcription still becomes subject to to like data loss prevention all those kind of things which is fine which is good but I know that I've had the one-on-one conversations with people and just sometimes you know, you say not necessarily anything to business, but just words that come out, you know, that you don't normally use in business. So, like, I'm thinking profanity and stuff like that, maybe. Um, that, do I want to see I, them in transcript or in called recordings? I'm thinking people like Joe Rogan might have said a few things under recording that they wish hadn't been said before. So, yeah. <laughs> um that's fair and that is something to consider and that's actually like running a podcast like this where we don't edit very much like every once in a while craig and i pause and go we should edit that that wasn't very professional so um yes uh you do need to be a little bit more careful if you're recording your calls um or if your calls are being recorded so craig that i think that's the tier one end user focus stuff there were some other what 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 happened? <laughs> Sorry, I I'm I was just so we have like a teach sheet of stuff we want to cover and shift for teams connects team I don't even know what that is frontline workers shift for teams so, connect yeah. to reflexes shifts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, so reflexes shifts is a shift worker tool or a shift worker platform, and right. shifts for teams is a shift worker. capability in Microsoft Teams. And so what I mean by that is if you work eight to three and someone works three to nine or whatever, and I don't think those times equal out, but then that's considered a shift. And there's a whole whole, uh, industry around shift worker, like scheduling and, and all of that. Uh, So, so Microsoft is very proud. Yeah, that's that's some popular or more of that. Uh, But I read it as shirts for teams. And like, did we suddenly get in? to like hard or what well, I mean, I can't it's too early for me it's 7 a.m yeah no <laughs> shirts for this, teams. this is declining so quickly shirt. I might actually edit it <laughs> oh man so the shift the shifts for teams connection to reflexus is a, is a big deal if you're a frontline worker or a shift worker also um uh, a ptt mode which is um walkie talkie mode uh, they, you know, there's a new hardware um, interaction, in hardware connectivity for Zebra Android, which I had never heard of before. So there's that. Um, and then there's a, a just I'm going to literally read like four or five items that really I they might be of interest to you because they're related to Teams rooms. 
But I know most people aren't back in the office yet, so it's even less likely. But with if you go to the office, like I do every once in a while, I probably twice a week, and if you have a Teams room, which we do, uh, things like the front row layout, which gives you um, the layout, the the pictures, the video of people on the bottom, so it's at your eye level as opposed to at the top of a big screen. Um, things like Cortana integration, so that you can use Cortana to... Um, which is Microsoft's AI to to do things with the Teams room, uh, like connect to meetings. Um, there's now a Meet Now capability. So if you're in a Teams room and you need, it's actually really, it was very annoying. If you're in a Teams room and you need to call somebody, there's there's no ability to just stand up a meeting. It has to be scheduled for you to connect to it, or they have to call into your room. So the Meet Now capability is nice for Teams rooms. Um, and then there's uh, things like integration with Meta Portal, which is uh, Facebook's uh, technology, and cameras and headsets and speakerphones galore. But really, like, that's not what we talk about every every month. That's that's how light this month's release is. So you mentioned Meta, and um, we I just remembered. I'm going to share my screen for a second. Jeff Tepper, Keeper, sorry, um, posted this on. Twitter, um, a picture of what they're working on building the metaverse in the metaverse with mesh for teams, right? Um, so this just looked really cool of what you, I'm assuming, you know, you would have like the HoloLens um, or virtual reality goggles and um, this setup for your teams looks pretty cool. So not sure exactly, but um, new fancier buttons and some really cool looking avatar stuff. So as we get into Are more they still of just that upper body coming. avatars yeah they're still just upper body avatars huh yeah when they float above chairs so it's, it's <laughs> thank god they have chairs for them though <laughs> no I, I jeff the likelihood that you're listening to this is extremely small but i'm not i i i, I do appreciate where this is going it, it just is kind of ironic that we have chair backs for our avatars with no chair butts and no lower bodies so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, <laughs> it is, I, I will be interested. I've, we've got, a, I've got a friend who has puttered with the idea of a mixed reality, augmented reality video cast um, to really dig into the business applications. And there's some cool stuff coming. So I am interested to see what Microsoft does in these realm, in this realm, Um uh, and I've had we've had some good conversation around it. I think uh, who did we talk to, Craig? Craig last ignite or two ignites ago, we talked to was it Sharon Weaver um, that we talked about yeah. augmented reality and the business applications. So it could be really good. We'll put a link in the show notes if you're curious about learning more about that conversation and what we talked about. But Craig, I think we're done. Like I think we've stretched this out as long as we possibly can. Yes. Even longer than needed to be. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us for the January What's New in Teams. Um, you know, if you we'll made come it this far, please subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. That's fair. And uh, yeah, we'll see we're you guys. To get to 27 users. <laughs> so, actually, I think we're up closer to 60. But So we'll see you guys next week with our recording um we have an episode with susan hanley talking about viva so very excited to bring that to you 
uh, for Valentine's Day. That's uh, I didn't realize that's when it was going to release. So there you go. Craig, have a good one, man. Thanks. We know you liked this episode of This Week in Team because you're still listening. So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you click the subscribe button, notifications, and go to onthespot.tech for more from This Week in Teams and our sibling podcast.